Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. And the meditations of all of our hearts together be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Our reading from 1 Corinthians today is all about bodies. Paul uses an extended metaphor about the human body to describe the body of Christ. The many ways the different parts of our bodies, like our eyes and our feet, have specific ways that they care for the whole of our body, is like us here gathered in this church, a diverse group of people who together care for the life of the church and reflect the diverse image of God. This church, St. Michael's Episcopal Church and the Church Universal, are the body of Christ, the hands and feet and heart of Jesus here in the world. And so I spent much of this week preparing for this sermon, thinking about bodies. And I realized that I was never more acutely aware of my own body than when I was 18 and I spent the summer living in Uganda, which is a country in East Africa. As a then very blonde, young, uh, white woman, (laughs) I stood out. basically everywhere. Um, So I was always hyper aware of um, how I was interacting with the space around me, but never was I more aware or more uncomfortable uh, than the day that I crossed from Uganda into South Sudan to visit some friends. The journey itself, just to get from the village where I lived to South Sudan, took about three days. Three days spent in the back of a barely held together Land Rover over largely unpaved roads that jockeyed me about. Dust billowed into the car through the rolled down windows and I had to keep a kerchief over my nose and mouth to keep it from being flooded with this dust. And when we arrived at the border, a border that is near both the equator to the south and the Sahara Desert to the north, so it is very hot, Uh, we were asked to get out of the car, hand over our passports, and wait in a very long line in the sun. I made this journey with a group of Sisters of the Sacred Heart, Catholic nuns from across East Africa, and I was closest with a woman called Sister Rosemary, And as I stood there in that hot sun, feeling very unhappy in my body, Sister Rosemary sidled up next to me and said, Lizzie, would you like a piece of gum? 
She proffered a pack of chewing gum to me, and I started to decline, but she pulled her glasses down to the edge of her nose and looked at me very seriously and said, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> and I kid you not, all the sisters started singing uh, Disney songs as we waited to cross the border into South Sudan. As much as I felt lonely and uncomfortable in my own body in that space, Sister Rosemary reminded me in this and many moments that in all of our differences, we were still able to celebrate in the desert together. When I returned to the States, I continued to study African theology, and in these studies, I came across a word that I think actually perfectly encapsulates what Paul is saying in his letter to the Corinthian church in our epistle today. This word is Ubuntu. As the South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu describes it, Ubuntu is very difficult to render into a Western language. It speaks of the very essence of being human. It is to say, my humanity is inextricably bound up in yours. We belong in a bundle of life. Ubuntu is not, I think, therefore I am. Ubuntu is not an erasure of the self, but Ubuntu is, I am human because you are human. The Apostle Paul says it in this way, Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all the parts of the body are one body, even though they are many, and if one part suffers... All suffer together with it. And if one part is honored, all parts rejoice with it. This is a vision of what it means for diverse people in our differences and disagreements to be the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth. And as beautiful as this image is, it is also challenging and profoundly radical because the first time I heard the word Ubuntu was because I was studying Archbishop Tutu's reconciliation work in the South African apartheid. He was speaking of Ubuntu to people emerging from a system that had systematically regulated black bodies as lesser than white bodies. Tutu himself faced brutal hatred, and still he believed that this kind of Christ-like love was and is possible. So, when Paul writes in verse 22 that the lesser parts of the body are the parts we as Christians are supposed to honor the most, I take this to mean we are compelled to listen to people whose bodies are pushed to the margins, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And as I stand here, lamenting the ways we collectively and I personally 
have failed to honor all parts of the body of Christ. I do take some comfort that Paul didn't write this letter to applaud the Corinthian church. Quite the opposite, in fact. He wrote this letter because the Corinthian church was in trouble. In the church in Corinth, the wealthy people of the church would gather to celebrate the Lord's Supper as it was done in those days as a large feast. And they would wine, and they would dine, and they would enjoy all of the food before the poorer members of the congregation could arrive. Paul wrote this letter because he was heartbroken that his beloved church could do this to the less honorable among them. The letter to Corinthians is many things, but one thing it is is a lamentation that says, do you not know who you are called to be? You are called to be as bound together as sinew and bone. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body. The idea of bodies so bound together can feel uncomfortable. It can feel uncomfortable because of real and painful prejudices that mark some bodies as less than and It can feel uncomfortable because bodies are not something that we regularly lift up as made in the image of God in all of their expansive, aging, changing glory. We can feel a lot of shame about our bodies. We can feel a lot of shame about a lot of things, bodies, jobs, bank accounts, our pasts, our fears, and yet, Paul continues, if The ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Believing we don't belong does not mean we don't belong in the body of Christ. And this works both ways. We don't get to shame ourselves out of love of God and... We don't get to say who is worthy of God's love either. As Paul says, if the eye says to the foot, I have no need of you, they're both still a part of the body. We don't get to exclude anyone from the body of Christ. And when you are told that you are not needed for the body of Christ, you must remember that nothing can take the love of God from you. Nothing and no one, no power or principality gets to take the love of God from you. You are not cut off from the body. Because God has called and equipped you. Each and every one of you, not the idealized version of yourself, you as you are right now to live into this love, this Ubuntu, this intimate connection with God and our neighbors, you in all wrinkles or stretch marks or worries or fears of inadequacy, you are part of this body. Because if you invert the phrase, it becomes the eye says to the foot, I need you. We need each other. You are needed. 
This is why Jesus tears down the walls between who we deem worthy and worthless, because we are called to suffer together, and we are called to celebrate together. Because we are one body, intimately interwoven in the hand and heart of God, bound by the body and blood we consume together here at this table. This scandalous, uncomfortable, invasive, relentless love will leave nobody out. Nobody is left out of the fierce love of God. May we all remember, nobody is left out of the fierce love of God. Amen. Amen.